Hi, I'm Curious Cass, and this is Curiosity Junkie. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'm on a mission to explore and share ways to manage, soothe, and understand trauma and the anxiety it creates because anxiety over time can create some pretty serious health issues. And if you're like me, you want to live a long, healthy life. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. If you love today's episode or any of the episodes, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. This helps me out a lot, and I greatly appreciate your help. I want to talk about imposter syndrome and imposter phenomenon because it's something I'm dealing with right now. If you've listened before, you know if I'm dealing with something, it's going to come into one of the podcasts. And recently, I stepped into a new role with a new company. And I chose to work with this company. I found them and I knew this was a company I wanted to learn and grow with. I also applied for this job because I know my skill set. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I bring knowledge and experience to this role. However, once I started in the position and I come from a place where I had all the answers, I knew the business. And now I'm in a new position where I don't know the fitness industry. I don't know how things work in this company. So I don't have all the answers. For me, that's terrifying. (laughs) But that's what creates the imposter syndrome for me. It's that it's new. And although my rational brain understands there is a learning curve. There is a time where I'm not going to have all the answers. The irrational part of my brain says, oh my God, they're going to find out you're a fraud. You have no idea what you're doing and they're going to find out. Now, again, I know how silly that is. So I did a little research because I was like, what is this about? Why does this happen when I start a new project, when I take on a new role, when I start a new job? Even when I started this podcast, it was like, who are you? What are you thinking? You don't have any idea what you're doing. That doesn't mean I can't do it. It's that anxiety piece, the perfectionism piece. Now, that's what I found really interesting. And I think I've done um, previous podcasts on perfectionism and how it's tied to anxiety. And it can also kind of create depression. The perfectionism piece is real. And what happens for me is the perfectionism piece causes me to procrastinate because if I can't do it exactly right, then I'm terrified to start it. Once I start it, I'm good. So for me, it's all about just jumping in. And that's what I do. I just jump in and I start. 
a little bit about why I chose this company. One of the reasons is their core values. So my core values are positivity, always look for the silver lining, inclusion, greet all with an open heart, curiosity, get curious, ask questions, and keep an open mind, growth, if you're not growing, you're dying. Now, their core values are positive and enthusiastic, support our community and team, grow or die. I mean, talk about perfect alignment. I don't think it could be a better fit. They are also committed to finding and hiring the right people for the right job. They have all the right processes and procedures in place and are open to acknowledging what still needs to change and grow to be successful leaders in the fitness industry. Now, they chose me and I chose them. So why am I riddled with thoughts like, What's going to happen when they find out I'm a fraud? They're going to find out. It's simply the anxiety. It kicks in. And honestly, sometimes I can be paralyzed by these thoughts that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not qualified enough for this job. And eventually, they're all going to find out. And I know it sounds so silly, especially when I say it out loud. But that's what imposter syndrome is. And it's a real thing. Many people struggle with it. I'm sure there are a few of you out there right now that are either struggling with it or have struggled with it. So feel free to leave some great comments down in the comments about either what you've done to help alleviate it or just that you identify with this feeling. I'd love to hear from all of you. Well, I did a little research. And it turns out psychologist Suzanne Imes, PhD, and Pauline Rose Chance, PhD, first described it as imposter phenomenon in the 1970s. They found it occurred among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. Those who suffer from IP often attribute their accomplishments to luck rather than their ability and fear that others will eventually unmask them as a fraud. It is a very real and specific form of intellectual self-doubt and it can be accompanied by anxiety, perfectionism, and often depression. Interestingly, most people who suffer with IP suffer in silence. They don't talk about it because part of the experience is that they're afraid they're going to be found out. I'm says, in our society, there's a huge pressure to achieve. There can be a lot of confusion between approval and love and worthiness. Self-worth becomes contingent on achieving. The good news is, with a little effort, we can stop feeling like a fraud and learn to enjoy our accomplishments. But before we get into things we can do to alleviate or lessen these thoughts and feelings, I want to share with you a list of people 
who have also struggled with imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon. I think you'll find this list interesting and in a way it's nice to know we're in good company. Actor Riz Ahmed, Australian billionaire Michael Cannon Brooks, actor Tom Hanks, First Lady Michelle Obama, actress Michelle Pfeiffer, and Maya Angelou who said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're gonna find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. So let's talk about a few of the ways we can manage our feelings of imposterism. Chance and Imes proposed a therapeutic approach where individuals met with others who were also living with this experience. It helped them realize that they were not the only ones who experienced this phenomenon. They also assigned the group some homework. In one assignment, they were asked to write down the positive feedback they had received and then recall why they had received this feedback. And then they were tasked with writing about what about this feedback made them perceive it in a negative light. They also practiced reframing common thoughts and ideas about their performance. For example, they would change, I might fail this exam, to, I'm going to do well on this exam. The research found that by extracting the self-doubt before an event occurs helps eliminate feelings of imposterism. The research also found Seeking support from trusted friends and trusted family members was also helpful in dealing with these feelings. Here's what I did. I took a chance. I decided that I needed to be open and honest with my company about how I was feeling. I told my VP, who is my direct supervisor, that she asked how I was doing and how, how, how was it going? And I said, well, to be honest, I'm struggling a little bit with um, imposter syndrome. And she said, pretty much everyone on the leadership team has at one time or another expressed feelings of imposter syndrome, which made me immediately feel good that I shared it with her and that she understands what it is. And then she went on to say, you've only been doing this about two, three weeks. You're not going to have all the answers in that amount of time. You're used to having all the answers and eventually you will get there. So there was another study that proposed intrinsic motivation can decrease the feelings of being a fraud. Intrinsic motivation occurs when we act without any obvious external rewards. We simply enjoy an activity or see it as an opportunity to explore, learn, and actualize our potential. That's a great reminder, I guess, for me that I can remind myself that I was looking for a role where I could use the skills that I've acquired over the last 20 some years, while also 
learning a new skill set for continued growth. I was also looking for a supportive growth environment. And I found both of those in this new role with this new company. I'm going to invite those of you that might be struggling with IP, imposter syndrome, or phenomenon to take a moment to reflect on your intrinsic motivation. Have open, honest conversations about your feelings of imposterism with those trusted friends and family members. Maybe even do a little homework where you list out positive feedback you've received, why you received it, and maybe even a little on why you see it as a negative. When you hear yourself having those negative imposter syndrome phenomenon thoughts, stop for a moment, find a way to reframe those thoughts in a more positive way. For me, it's about the self-awareness piece. And I know I've done a podcast on self-awareness and how important it really is to our change and our growth as human beings. Once you become aware of a pattern, an unhealthy pattern, you can change it. It's the awareness that brings it to light and gives you an opportunity to change it. So the moment you hear yourself saying you're a fraud and they're gonna find out, stop and tell yourself or talk about the skills that you have, what you know you're good at. List out accomplishments that you've achieved. Those are great ways to kind of help reframe and redirect the brain and the thoughts that the brain is driving into our reality. Well, I think that's it for me today. I would love to hear your thoughts on imposter syndrome, imposter phenomenon. Please share your comments down in the comments. Have an amazing day. And again, thank you so much for tuning in, listening, like, subscribe, and share. It's greatly appreciated. Stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.